chapter 13, verse 36. Acts 13, 36. still have a problem? Okay. For David, after he has served his generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. Amen. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for this morning. Once again, we are getting unto you that you may speak to us for your word to transform us to be able to fulfill the purposes of thine for your will to be done. And so we ask you that, dear Lord, please don't let your word fall to the ground. Let it fall to the hearts of men and to bring the transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And everyone said... This morning, I want to share with you from the deeper, most part of my heart. So I want you to listen. You see, the Bible said, for David, after he had saved his generation by the will of God, fell asleep and buried with his fathers and saw corruption. I will leave that portion and saw corruption. I want to share with you this morning on the subject of setting the pace for the next generation. You see, this man David... From this scripture, you may think that he only affected his generation. But that was not it. He affected his generation by the will of God, by the way he lived and walked with God. To the extent that when he was dead and gone. He was dead and gone. His life still became an example of the people who followed the Lord. And many people chose to relate to his life for their living. So this morning, I want us to note something. We here are the pace setters for the next generation. Hallelujah. Ghana is like the way it is because those who set the pace with corruption taught those who were not at the time And when they also got there, they have done equal. And the church of Jesus must take the responsibility to set a very high 
standard for people to follow. Starting from our homes. I want to tell us there is none of us sitting here who can put up. In your home you cannot. Even if you try, eventually you will be yourself. Because it's your home. I believe that we must affect our children and all the people who live with us in a manner that if we are not there one day, they will say, I want to live my life, my life like the way my father lived. I want to live my life like the way my uncle lived. I want to live my life the way my so-so-and-so lived. For David, after he has served his generation by the will of God, you know, he, he, he lived in the will of God to the extent that when he was dead and gone, maybe let's take it up in Second Chronicles chapter 17, verse 1 to 6. Second Chronicles 17, 1 to 6. You listen to the word of God. Then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. And he placed troops in all the fortified city of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa, listen to this, which Asa his father had taken. Who was the father of Jehoshaphat? I want to hear you. Who was the father of Jehoshaphat? Asa, thank you. You are more intelligent than the first people. I read a scripture and I say that who was the father of uh, um, Jehoshaphat, and some people said King David, others said Asa. But I gave you concession because I didn't finish reading. If I had finished reading, probably you would have been also confused. And I also made some emphasis in my reading, so it was very easy. And he placed troops in, in the fortified city of Judah, and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim, which his father had taken. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father who is Bible confused? Is Bible disturbed? Is Bible worried? I want to tell you the reason. He did not seek the bales. He didn't do that. Let's continue. But sought the God of his father and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. And all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat and he had riches and honor in abundance. And his heart, 
sorry, and his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he removed the high places and the wooden images from Judah. Probably I should have finished reading and I would have asked who was, and I'm very sure you would have said David. Now, the reason why David's name came is this. Very simple. He saved his generation by the will of God. He became the standard. And so sometimes the father may be wrong in his ways. But when there is a man that eyes can see as godly or a woman, that individual can be affected. When I preached this sermon this morning, I was quite surprised. I had a meeting with few people in connection with some leakage at the top. So we went to my office and somebody amongst them asked me a very sharp question. Because we'll be coming to that. But it was very exciting when the person said to me, we talked about Josiah, which I'll be coming to that. And Josiah became the king of Judah at the age of eight. And he did excellent. So the person was asking me, but Josiah was not there when David was there. How did he Choose to walk after David, not after his father. That was the question he threw to me. And, of course, I said, Holy Spirit, I've been taken by surprise. However, the answer came. And I said, all the kings, their lifestyle were recorded in the chronicles. So when you become a king, They are read to you. And you choose from that. I want to tell us. Ghana is like what it is. Today. Because corruption. Was what we started with. Even the best of them. President Rawlings. After he has been on the throne. And have enjoyed life. And have seen that it is good. He too grabbed. They couldn't finish. It's like the people of Israel. The kings. No, not righteous. But brother, you and I, God wants me to appeal to you and I to set a very good pace for our generation to come. Don't think that your children are not watching you. Don't think that the church is not watching you. you, Everything that you do, Honestly, I have even found out that God even opens people's eyes to see when you think nobody else knows. Because Jesus said, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. So, it is better to choose to be who you are in Christ. Carry him to the extent that all people can read and study should be the life of Jesus in you. Amen. Now we come here. 
I think Asa has been somebody I have spoken a bit of. He was a king who took off with a very determined heart to serve God. But as he progressed and became very solid, he forgot about God. To the extent that when he needed help, that he knew God had helped him before to help him to go to the extent that he chose not to fall on God for help. Now he gave birth to Jehoshaphat. But Jehoshaphat, when he took over, and the chronicles of books were open to Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat decided to choose Father David to follow after him. And I plead that from today, if you haven't started, I plead that you will choose for people to look at you for their future life in the name of Jesus. There are things that quietly stirs my heart. I have no choice than to set a very good example for my sons and for the people around me and my daughters. So simple. Somebody must pick up something about this man. I invited a couple to my house a few weeks ago. I was quite surprised. This person happened to be with us when we were at the school, soul clinic. And then he said, we were chatting and out of the blue he said, I have come to love worship. I lift my two hands to worship. For me, it's okay, it was a chatting, but I didn't know what he was coming to drop. Then he said, I did that because I have seen you always raising your hands right from the school to worship. My heart got like that. And then I saw that in those days, you used to wear very white, in our physical talk, white shirt with a v-neck. I also decided to follow you. And since that time till now, I don't wear no undershirt like that. I just wear the V-neck. Brethren, let me tell you. When the brother said that, my disturbance was, my God, I have affected somebody to worship this way. So those that I have affected negatively, what do you think had happened? So can Jehoshaphat now has a father whose end was not correct. But he chose not to follow after Asa, but rather his grand-grandfather that he never saw. So when David served his generation by the will of God, I noted, Brother Fred, that it was not only for the will of God, but also for the future. And it became a matter to me. I want to beg God that today you will cry in your heart and say, Lord, who am I affecting? Listen, there is no hope for Ghana. 
The hope is in the church. Somebody will better say amen to that. There is no hope for Ghana. The best of politicians have had very bad example to follow. And they can start well, but they will end up stealing. And that is how it has been. And that's how it will go. Unless some of us say we will step into this matter and carry Jesus and show to Guineans that I can be in an office and not be corrupted. I can be in an office and I will fire my own party man if he misbehaved. Unless we rise up, our generation has no hope. I want to tell us, if you are a father, you don't love God to affect you, you don't know. I must tell you today, we came for an all night. I was sad to see the men. Now I won't talk about the women. The men that I was looking for to see. Kwame, you were not there. You were not there. The men that I taught who were hungry and would be coming to seek the face of God and to plead for God to affect them. They were not there. I am sure you were doing you were singing in your throat. May the Lord forgive you. Sleep here and there will give us spiritual bankruptcy. So we better change. I was on a retreat. I was tired because I wasn't sleeping day and night. I needed to do some serious things. But I had no choice to come. So those who are here and didn't turn up, I'm not ashamed to tell you that shame. May the Lord help us. I'm not talking about the elderly people. No. Now David, this David, Jehoshaphat took his life and decided that I will live after the kind of this grandfather. So the Bible calls him his father. His father. I pray that God will lift up some men in this church to become fathers to many people with a good example. You won't say amen to that too. Me, when I'm preaching, I also pray along. So it's better you say amen so it shall be. Hallelujah. I wanted to discipline myself to stay in the pulpit today. Not to disturb my little young man. Let me take you to another man. Second Kings chapter 21. Let's take it from verse 19 to about 24. Ammon, listen to this. Ammon was 22 years old when he became king and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulemeth, the daughter of Haruz of Jotba. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord as his father Manasseh had done. So he walked in all of the ways that his father had walked 
And he served the idols that his father had saved and worshipped them. For he forsook the Lord God of his fathers and did walk in the ways of and and did not walk in the ways of the Lord. Then the servants of Ammon conspired against him and killed the king in his own house. But the people of the land, that is the people of Judah, executed all those who had conspired against King Ammon. Two years only he became king, they killed him. Conspired against King Ammon. Then the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his place. Let's stop there. I said up to 24. Now take me to chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedida, the daughter of Idiah of Boscath. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of the father David, of his father David, and did not turn aside to the right or to the left. Who was the father of of, of this gentleman that I'm talking about, Josiah. Manasseh was the father. But how come Bible has recorded that David was the father? It's a question we need to ask ourselves. It's a question we need to ask ourselves. If you become somebody that Bible wants you to be. You can become a father to many people. When we read from chapter 9, chapter 21, verse 19, they killed him because he was a very terrible guy. To the extent that his own servants decided that we cannot let this man live. Two years on the throne, they killed him. They removed him. It's like making a coup. They finished him. And his son was only eight years old. That's the reason why the brother, who was listening to the word of God intently, came back and said to me, So how did he know David? To have walked in his ways. And I said. With the help of the Holy Spirit. Every Cain's life is recorded in the chronicles of the book. And there are scribes. Who when you become a king. They will read to you. For you to make a choice. As to who you want to follow. My father was a very, I'm saying, Dennis was saying, my father was a very, very heavy drinker. Terribly drunk. And my father lived in Atasamasu Kumasi somewhere. I don't know the reason why he left our Frontenue townhouse, but that's okay. So I will visit him from time to time. And I remember one time I visited him and he had a friend 
they had this nickname. They called themselves actually, actually, I don't know. It was Enga, but I think it must have been something else. So I never knew the man's name. And when I went, my father was drinking palm wine with his friend actually. And then he said, that's my son. I was very young. I still remember. I only can remember the, my number of years at a time. And he gave me a sip of the palm wine. And it was the beginning of the mouth open to drink. When I tasted the thing, it was nice. So as I was sitting, zip, 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 zip. You know palm wine? I know it. It has some sweetness in there. So whenever you are drinking and you are sitting, you may not know that you are booze. I remember that when I got up, my father's friend said, Kwesi! My father was called Kwesi Menu. Thank God I must say Menu. Kwesi! Osayabu. My son is drunk. I don't know how I managed to get to Fantinu Town. But the danger in it is that I have picked up something from my father. Mama, and I drank. I kept drinking. If God has not had mercy on me and had not intercepted my life, and when he did, also gave me some people that I could look. You know me, I'm not a preacher who would like to come and tell you things and hide my life. I will tell you anything that I have ever done. Because I'm not proud of it, but I'm proud of my new curation situation. I will never hide anything from you. So, if God had not intercepted my life and had taught me, and I saw some people. When I became born again, I saw some people. I will sit quietly in church in assemblies of God, and then I will cry and say, Lord, I want to become like this person. When I didn't know them. Apparently, I was doing well with that. It was then God helped me. Some of you, you were born angels. You have never shared anything. So born as angel and you are going on an angel. May the Lord bless you. You are an angel. We will follow you. But I want to say, I was so touched in the assemblies of God church when I saw some people far away. But as I look at them, I saw Christianity because I never saw that at home. And it was challenging to me. And then the Lord helped me, helped me, and started exposing me. Not far. It's just about 30-something years ago. Reverend Macaulay, the one who started this church, I became so close to him that I believe I became his firstborn than his own biological children. He used to call me D, and then I used to call him Paps. I remember 
I will never do anything without telling him because we have become so close. Maybe what I'm saying, you will understand it better when we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 15. Listen to me. Maybe the scripture will help you. Listen carefully to the scripture. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, Yet, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Shout a big amen. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Can anybody be bold and tell a young person in this church that you spoke to and invited to church and tell the person in his face, I gave you the gospel. You have become my son. You have become my daughter. Look at how I live my life and do exactly the same. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. Did Paul have a wife? He didn't have a wife, but he had a son. Because he got Timothy to follow him. In fact, Timothy, he was saved because of his parents. But he discipled the man that spiritually he became his son. Hallelujah. Let me pick it up. For this reason I have sent Timothy to you who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. Who will remind you of my ways in Christ. As I teach everywhere and in every church. That was a bold preacher. Timothy walked so closely with this Brother, you know, when we talk about discipleship, I just want to pick it up, um, uh, mentor and all those things. Please, stop it! Because there is a spirit to that thing. You have to be gotten somebody and teach. Expose your life to that individual. There is no secrecy. Let them see how you live. When you are driving, you can invite them one day, come home. Come and spend the night. Oh, I want you to join me. I'm traveling to this place. Let them see your conversation. You know, if we are not committed to living the life of Christ, the generation has no hope. May the Lord set us up. To give hope to Ghana and to the generations to come. In the name of Jesus. Look at that. He was urging the brethren. I've sent my son Timothy. He is not going to teach anything else than the things that he has learned from me. How I order my steps.
how I do my things. You see, brethren, let me tell you, please, please, let me tell you. Your Christianity is not a private matter. If your Christianity becomes a private matter, we don't have a future for the generation. Your Christianity must be a mirror. I urge you, those of you who have been called into politics, I pray for you today and urge you in the name of Jesus, join! And when you get a position, don't be corrupted. Prove to them that you are of a stock of Jesus. Don't refuse it. Let God put you there. And prove to them that I will not be corrupted. Don't take money and share with your families. Don't make decisions that are not correct. Think about the up and coming. I'm thinking about my grandchildren. And I, you know, they drop them in my house because they need help. Though both of them are working. So they, will make, they have made my house a bus stop. Initially, I thought, hey, 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 if you, me, I took my own responsibility, so you took it. But now I have seen that there has to be a David somewhere that the grandchildren can look at and say, I want to become like a grandpa, Grandpa Dennis. So I have now opened my heart to deal with those children in the way of the Lord. Because otherwise, somebody else would teach them. And Ghana will have no hope. Spiritually, if you have your eyes open, you would observe that Ghana, our problem is not because of anything. Our problem is because we never pass it on. The righteous avoided the way and never gave it. They didn't get involved. They were not they, they, they gave it to the world. And the world is teaching us how. But now we plead for God to forgive us. And to set us on the path. In the name of Jesus. If I have known the things I now know. I would have only asked the Lord for something. Probably I would have been. A, you know sometimes. As I drive around. I said I can be a better I can be a better this because you see, it's, it's sad. It's very sad. It's so sad. If God opens your eyes, Ghana should not be a poor country. It's not possible. But who set the pace for those who are here? Who set the pace? Who were the good examples that the people would follow and said, this president was like this. That president was like this. That president. Who, 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 who? They can take off. It is like a marathon. They take off very well. When they are doing well, and then when they are tired, and then, then they are passing the ball. Anyway, let me leave them. And let me come to you. Hallelujah. What kind of pace are you certain? Don't only be happy that you are a grandfather. You are a grandmother. Be like a David 
who served God in his generation to the extent that when he died and the books were put in front of the kings and they read, some of them took decisions. I want to rule like my great, great grandfather David. That is why Bible recorded Josiah was the son of Ammon, Manasseh. And look at that. Bible has recorded that man as a son of David. Why so? Because he took the lifestyle of David to save. May I bring it down to something? You know, many people don't know this. Many people, in fact, the pride of charismatics is that we don't even look and say, I have watched this woman until Leonora. I've seen her in church. Mama, can I come closer to you? I just want to know who you are. Would you take me as a daughter? And just impart some things. We always feed them from afar. If Timothy has been fed from afar, he could not have been sent by Paul to say, I'm sending Timothy to you. When he comes, he will teach you how I live my life. And I urge you to follow me. Because he's a witness to my life. And brethren, let me tell you in the presence of God, Without men seeing vivid biblical living, we don't have a good future for this country. No matter what. People think it's anointing. It is carrying Jesus and behaving like Jesus. People have turned everything to anointing, anointing, anointing. No. It is people walking in the word of God like the way David walked and served his generation and his grand-grand-grandchildren who never knew him could. Josiah, let me tell you, Josiah was eight years and when you make a research on that gentleman, do you remember that because of Josiah, God sent a prophet to Samaria who went and prophesied under Jeroboam that a son will be born and the son will do this and that and then he spoke so harshly that the king, Jeroboam, wanted to arrest the man. And then his hands withered. Do you remember? His hands withered and then quickly he said, entreat your God for me. And the prophet man of God said, Father, have mercy on him. And his hand came back. Even with that miracle, we're afraid, the man, it didn't affect his heart. He continued to live. So I have seen that people can only talk. But now what I'm concentrating on my life, if God has given me 30, 40 more years, or how many more years, I want to affect this generation. I want to affect them. If you have watched, how many weeks now, the Lord seemed to, I open Bible, and then God will tell me that. This is what you must do for you. 
If you have watched the things I have been preaching, it is around this. God says, set the standards. Set the standards. Set the, the, the pace for the generation. If I have 30 more years to do this, I would do it gladly as he enables me. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. Go back to my Corinthian scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 4. And let me show the saints something. For though you might have 10,000 instructors, let me tell you, I can bring many people to come and preach. There are Sunday school teachers. There are associate pastors. Let me tell you, the truth is that you must have only one spiritual father. We all will come and instruct you. But if you don't have one particular person that matters in your life to talk with you, you have failed. Because it's biblical. Thank you, Lord. I was about telling you something about Reverend Macaulay and then I shifted. Correct. I want to tell you complete the story. So, here was Reverend Macaulay and I have become so bonded. I saw him as a spiritual father. And I never hid anything from him. And then God, as we were working, God helped us. And then we got some money and I went and bought a land at Ashonman. Nice. Very excited. Young man coming up has bought some money. And I gathered some funds. I was going to start with my foundation. And I said, Pops! He said, yeah, D, how? I said, I bought a land at Ashonman. I thought he was going to be very happy about me. And said, eh? And said, I want to go. We're going to go and start building. And then he said, you are not building nothing. You are not building nothing. And I was like, the pride of the heart. Why? Did I buy it you with your money? Said it inside of me. Then the man said, look at my hair. You see the school, the masons and artisans in this country, they will drive you crazy. They will chop your money. At that time, HFC had come, a bank that loans money for mortgage. He says, go to HFC and go and get something. I go to it. Then I said, perhaps, but I'm told that you never finish paying. He said, shut your mouth. I still remember those words. Shut your mouth. Who said so? I said, go. I said, yes, sir. I was not very happy, but I never wanted to violate my spiritual father. I went to HFC. We filled the forms, blah, 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 blah. Thank God, Manet, cottage. We, we got a house, started paying. Thank God, he said, that who said you never, got, you never finished paying? I paid. Praise God. We paid. But in the course of a year, the Lord showed me that if I had not listened to him, I would have been dead. It's a long story. So I won't go into that. But the Lord showed me. He said, you would have finished. You would have gone in. At that time, I was working for the airline. Like a big soldier man with my cap in the night. I'm driving and I'm robbers would have just finished me. If you don't have a spiritual somebody. I have begotten you. Through the gospel. All others who are helping you. 
You must have somebody that you can have this bond with, talk with. Let him in. You can't violate that person's voice unless that person is sidestepping out of the word of God. Or else we need a spiritual bond. Set the pace for the next generation. I don't know how many years we have. But you can decide today, today to set the pace. If you're also a young lady, a young man, you don't have anybody spiritually over your head. Listen, I'm standing here. I'm your pastor. I have somebody over my head. When things are tough, I go to him. Few occasions, all the things I proposed, he overthrew them. I will talk and say, you know, dude, I'm thinking that, and my heart will be ready for it. That I want to do this, but let me run it past my spiritual somebody. And then he will say to me, no, it's not a good idea. Drop it. Rather do this. Rather do this. I am a beneficiary to this. Of having a father. You may have 10,000 instructors. But not all of them are your father. Please connect to somebody. Who is carrying the life of Jesus? Who has something to offer your life? And your life will not be the same. God bless you. It is not the clapping. I wish nobody even clapped. Because it doesn't do me anything. I know you appreciate what God has said. But can I ask you for two minutes, please stand to your feet and pray to God for the generation. And pray to God in these two minutes and say, Lord, what haven't I done? Am I leaving it like this? Please put me in a position where I can be a better person. Maybe in your case, you'll be young. You are looking for somebody else to help you. You don't have anybody. Your prayer is different. Can you ask the Lord, please help me. That I may have a spiritual father. I may have someone that can help me. As I look at his life. His life tells me something. Can I beg you for just a few minutes? Oh. And for if you are also somebody who... Maybe your children. Can you just pray even for them and say, Lord, I'm the father, I'm doing my best. But can you send somebody his way? Let's cover all angles. Listen, we are producing children who are very disrespectful because they don't have children. They don't have spiritual fathers. We are, we are, we are not safe for the next generation. We want to beg God. The differences in prayer... It's in here, whoever you are. Look at what is fitting for you. Maybe you say, Lord, my sons, my sons, you know. Brethren, I can be honest with you. I've never spent time in praying for my sons. Like when God opened my and my daughter. And when I say my sons, by the grace of God, 
I have begotten some people as sons living in this church and outside this church. I've never spent time in praying for them than before. Oh, we are coming to a close. Our generation cannot fail. Lord, we beg you. Lord, connect the heart of the children to their fathers. Connect the heart of the disciples to their disciples. Please, Father, even our own children, who may have taken things for granted, please show them some people. Oh, my God, as much as we will try to show them, for those of us in the position to do it, Lord, we call on you today by your word that you may show them, Lord, so that they will not be in a limbo. We pray for this church. Father, mount up fathers and mothers who are responsible spiritually, whose life are untouchable, whose year are year and they are not no, who doesn't gratify the desires of the flesh, who are so committed, Lord, this church is in need of such people. I pray this morning together with my brethren that you will reveal such people amongst us, O oh God, who will affect the generations to come. For we saw David was not there, but his life casted upon others had effect in their generation. Therefore we agree to pray, my Father, Lama Shadogo Kamaduri Lebaha Father, we pray for the coming generation. Lord, do this for us in the name of Jesus. Don't let our children go wayward. Don't let our young men go wayward. Don't let our, our young women go wayward. Father, some of them don't know. They have barricaded themselves with the flesh. Dismantle it in the name of Jesus. Let them see the needs to connect to the, the standing brethren. Father, let them see some mothers. Let them see some spiritual sisters. And let them connect to them. Let them see some young men coming up. Father, that we'll be able to set the pace for the next generation. We plead for this. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. And let's take...